0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Involuntary Yoga. I'm Chris Kamosi. This is my co host, Chris Miller. Hello. And we just got back from a fun little Vegas trip. Took a little training trip out there to see Anthony Smith, um, a longtime friend of ours. We went to Extreme Couture. Which was amazing. Yeah, I went to um, the Jiu Jitsu show. I don't know what they're calling it. The, U- the UFC put on a Jiu Jitsu Jitsu. Show at the Apex where I got to see Gordon Ryan compete, um, which is cool because he's the Michael Jordan. He's of kind of a legend too. And you almost lost though, huh? I wouldn't say you almost lost, but it was a tougher match. If they his. found the chink in his armor, he bled for once, <laughs> right? It it was interesting. They um, a lot of people were talking about how he he tapped or something at the end. Um, and if you go back and look, you know what's insane about him that nobody's talking about, um, his awareness of the clock and the time. Yeah. Cause he's literally grappling. He's not like looking over at the clock. He knew time was out. And so he, he tapped Nicky Bryan cause the ref didn't stop it. And then they realized like he had to tell the ref basically the time. Yeah. while he's defending somebody on his back, like a the world. Good quarterbacks grabber. are like that. Yeah. It's nuts. They're aware of all the elements. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. That's like a thing that nobody really talks about, but it's it's a huge advantage if you are aware. You know, if time's running out or mm-hmm. how much you have, if you're in a bad spot. Yeah, all kinds of things um, in a general. Yeah, so that was cool getting to see him grapple live. I don't think I'd ever watched him compete, and I really liked going to the apex and having it just be such a small show. You're sitting like front row, yeah, and getting to watch some of the world's best. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so while we were out there. We were training at Coutures, um, and we ran into Jake Shields. So I've known Jake for some years now. Wait, let's can we back up? Yeah, let's back it up. Uh,
1: Vegas was exhausting. It always is, even though we were good boys, relatively speaking.
0: Uh, it was one of the tamer Vegas trips I've ever had, actually.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think I'm still struggling from it, but. You just can't hang with the big dogs anymore. No, it's because I'm too much of a big dog. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't, I can't, I got, I got to get rest. Um, I wanted to back up to just how cool, uh, Randy Couture's gym was and it's massive too. It's massive. I think for me, you know, um, still pretending like I want to be one of the boys, you know, obviously like you just said, I can't hang, but getting to to be, being able to be in that gym with you guys. And then uh you know mike and rashad and anthony and you and getting to watch you guys train was just cool for me you know like um i don't want to use the word special cuz it sounds like i'm trying to fuck you but like <laughs> um it no it just was really cool you know when you get to walk in with kamozi lionheart sugar rashad Mike, um, Mike Kiesa, Chiesa, who is one of the coolest guys I've ever met.
0: Um, he's a cool dude. Uh,
1: he was pretty intense in the gym and then we had a few drinks that night afterward and he was just like the happiest guy I've ever met. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, he'd like run over to the table and be like, I got you guys shots. There's tequila. Do you know tequila is made in Mexico? And he was just like so happy. The guy's awesome.
0: Yeah. No, great dude. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Like I said, um, for me going there and training, um, I get to train with high level people all the time. So I never fully think about it, but man, we got some awesome rounds in there. I actually felt productive in Vegas instead of my normal where I'm like go party the whole time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I was exhausted after my arms yeah. were smoked because we were, we were doing jujitsu rounds with like no time limit. Mm-hmm. I remember saying at one point, I think Kiesa was on me. We were rolling and, uh, I was like, how long are these rounds? And there was no clock. <laughs> I'm like, are we just going until somebody gets finished? And it was probably... Until I black out. It was probably almost an hour of straight grappling rounds. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was tiring. Yeah. But then I felt good about, you know, eating like shit after... Actually, we didn't eat like shit. Yeah, we, we went did. to...
1: We went to the best restaurant on the planet. We went to Zuma,
0: um, which was amazing.
1: Yeah. No, I just think too, Couture is a legend. Uh, you know, he has, he has... Old UFC tarps, or the, the you know what covered canvas. the ring, the canvas in there. One of them when he fought Chuck Liddell, you know, you can see the blood stains and the you know the history actually on it. You know, it's just such a legendary gym. Um, I just thought that it was really cool. Um, How big do you think it was? Like fifty thousand square feet? No, ooh, I don't know. Our office is ten, so it's probably two, maybe twenty
0: thousand. I thought this whole place is twenty, right? No, this is ten got to be bigger than 10. It's 10. My old gym was 10. Well, well you pay the, you pay them rent. So I don't know. Uh, yeah,
1: no, it was really cool. It was fun to watch you guys train. Um, yeah, it's like being in a room with Michael Jordan and, and Scotty Pippen while they play one-on-one, you know, it's, it's, um, and I got to train there, which was, which felt special. I felt like, you know, it was a cheat code somehow. I mean, especially if you're a fan of the fight game, you know, I'm, uh, and I took my shirt off. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. he did. He came off <laughs> Had a boy. Uh, so yeah, no, that part of the weekend was, was absolutely incredible. Uh, and then we had such a blast with the boys and then, you know, this interview you're, everyone's about to hear that you just did with Jake. Um, it was cool meeting him and watching him coach and kind of interact and then what I said on the interview, I don't know if you guys caught that, but leading up to what he told us about his altercation, you would have never known other than the scratch on his face that he had just been in a fight.
0: Yeah. I think we'll probably cut it after this part, but either way you'll get to see our conversation with him. Um, we ran into Jake Shields, uh, at Couture's and it was funny cause I saw him the night before, um, at the Jiu Jitsu show. And then when I saw him at Couture's, he had that scratch on his face and I was like, what happened? He was like, just nonchalant, like, oh yeah, I whooped this guy's ass today at the <laughs> PI, and I was like, who? And he's like, um, another fighter. Ended up having to you. look him up. Yeah, um, end up having to look him up. So you guys are gonna to get to see that interview. We we'll get to clarify some of the story here. Actually, I don't think the story is not clarified. Yeah, let's watch it again. I've watched. I've it never seen didn't. this. Oh, you haven't?
1: No. Wait, hold on, real quick. So, so if to add to that, know. yeah. So, so. Basically, Jake Shields, and if you don't know, Jake Shields got in a fight because someone was calling him a Nazi, which, in my opinion, is a hate crime. That's a hate crime, and you should stand up for yourself if someone's saying that about you, especially
0: if you're a professional athlete, because some words like that could ruin your career. Look at some of these. Uh, look at some of these tweets from this guy, Mike Jackson. I had to look him up. I, I had never heard of him. So no, we'll
1: read him if you're just listening on some sort of platform. Um, he he kept saying these Nazis tickle me. LOL, this is white fragility in you. Keep it up, Nazi. He's at Jake Shield. He, you know, he's adding him. If you, Most of you know how the internet works. Talking to Jake. But uh, then
0: some of these other ones are just the random people. You're just a projecting Nazi. Neither your life or opinion matter. Nazi. A little okay, Nazi. I mean, come on, man. This is... Let's see. Here's another page of them. The race card is something white nationalists make up to attempt to gentrify oppression. Sure. Nazi. That's to some other random person. There's a bunch. If you, if you want to look.
1: So like, let's be clear. I think if you're, if you're out there fighting racism, good for you. I think racism, everyone in this room, every fighter, like we get into with Jake thinks racism sucks. Yeah. Even Jake agrees. Yeah. Um, I think if you're out there fighting, Matt, pull that back up. I think if you're out there fighting it, good for you but there's a, this guy's crossed the line. Like you can't call random people
0: Nazis. There's definitely a connotation to that. Yeah. I would say the fact of the matter is in this day and age, you know, if you're going to be calling names, expect repercussions from the right person. Yeah. And Jake was the right person. You know, Well, I just
1: think words now even carry more weight than they used to like, look at and I'm not saying, I'm not talking against it, but you know, Weinstein should have gone down, but like the me too movement where you could come out now and say something bad about somebody and it could potentially ruin their entire life. Meaning words now more than ever. Yeah. Have weightier consequences than they used to.
0: Yeah. The words now don't need evidence. It seems like. Right. So it, uh, yeah, I, I hate the whole situation, but I kind of love how it turned out. I'm actually glad Jake didn't punch him and He's not really facing legal things, even though this guy says he's going to sue him or press charges. I think if that was going to happen, the police would have had
1: Jake already. So again, if you're listening to this and you want to see the video, go to our YouTube channel. This is Jake Shields confronting this guy who basically for no reason, there was no provocation, This guy wasn't, Jake wasn't talking shit at him. He wasn't minimizing his career. Just for some reason, this guy started picking Jake and calling him a Nazi, which Jake took incredible offense to. And in my opinion, should have, that's a strong word in this day and age. He told this kid, I will see you when I see you on set. It's going to go down, right? Meaning, Hey, if I see you at the gym, I'm going to do something about it. Yeah. He warned him. Right. what you're what you what you're going to hear or you could see if you go to our youtube yeah.
0: page see you in the mall it's going down <laughs> yeah yeah. see you in the club it's going down yeah
1: on site on site I on set of you on site on you set same set. thing we're on set my right brain's now. a little red, red, i can't think straight today i wish i would have been more uh, uh, present for that conversation with jake um that's all right
2: like he's crying yeah.
1: Can somebody get this
2: motherfucker Jake, come on. Jake,
0: come on. You think you can just call me a Nazi? So that right there in the yellow shoes, the guy right there in the yellow shoes is Dewey Cooper, who coaches with Jake. Um, who is a black man and was like, you know, obviously Jake's not a Nazi or even racist if Dewey Cooper works with him regularly, like they coach together all the time. Yeah. And I don't, and this guy, Mike Jackson now is coming at the coach saying, I mean, you'll hear it in the interview coming up after this, but yeah, he's coming at the coach saying like he should have helped him because he's also black and which just perpetuates actual racism. This guy's just an idiot. Um, So yeah, we got that coming up for you. And then there was a few fights. There were some heaters, man, on the the weekend. When we were in Vegas getting to watch those fights, I got to give a shout-out to my man Drew Dober, Colorado guy, fight Drew, of the night. you handsome fella. He is a handsome guy. He, he could be a model. He could. He, uh, so Drew got fight of the night with his knockout over Bobby Green, which was a hell of a fight. Um, if you haven't seen it, I'm sure you can go back and watch it on ESPN+. Plus. But it is an amazing fight because Bobby Green is very fast, very slick boxing, and, and Drew couldn't seem to catch up to him. Um, and then in the third round, Drew pulled off a miraculous knockout where he had Bobby against the cage. Bobby was trying to be a little fancy with his hands down and got clipped. So I'm always happy to see Drew win, man. I've known that kid since he was an amateur, actually. Yeah. Great dude. Um, one other fight worth talking about, I would say is, what was the guy's name? Rafa Garcia. So we've got a picture, we'll throw it up here for you, of the cut on his Mm. head. So I've never heard of this happening, but he sustained a cut on his head in the second round where they said it severed an artery in his head. And there was a ton of blood Mm. um, just pouring out. And afterwards, Cub Swanson came out and said that it took the UFC medical staff two hours to stop the bleeding and that he had lost 20% of his blood. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, I was wondering if it was, so I Googled it. It says that at 40%, you, you die. It did say 20% is possible. Which is half of 40. Yeah. So I don't know how you're standing or fighting. Well, fighters are different kind of people too.
1: <laughs> True, but you can't, you can't beat science. I mean, it, I don't know. I think the amount is wrong. I think oh, you it was
0: beat science. Ask Lance Armstrong. <laughs> that, that's not beating science. <laughs> it's using science.
1: I don't, what I'm saying is I don't think, I think it was overprojected. projected. I don't think you lost 20% of your
0: blood. 20% might be a lot, but
1: how do you not pass out? Yeah. That's what I mean. When you, I say you can't beat the science.
0: Yeah. So what I, what I read up on was that at about 20% is when like a form of shock can kick in and it can stop your heart because your heart is having trouble. Here's a picture of the cut here. Doesn't look too bad there. They'd obviously been wiping it quite a bit. Um, yeah, that's in the medical room, but I have never heard of an artery getting severed. Which actually makes sense now that now that they're talking about it, it actually makes sense. I'm surprised we've never seen that before. Because I mean, you have you were really, like all the arteries stop at your neck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mine do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chris gets mad. He's got that artery that pops out right here that you can see. You know, you're Ooh, me.
1: Yeah. Oh no, no, I'm too chubby <laughs> for that. All my arteries are well protected <laughs> by a thick layer of fat. I'm like a walrus. You'd have to get through all the, the yeah. You'd have to get through all the blubber to get to my artery.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is part of my defense. It's, it's part a, of defense. Maybe. Yeah, it's called the Homer Simpson defense. You think body shots hurt you? No, no. Let's find out. Let's do it. So yeah, uh. So this guy Rafa Garcia goes on and still wins the decision. He got the cut in the second round.
1: That's pretty beast, dude. They, people people pass out when they give blood at the doctor.
0: Yeah, Whitney passed out from getting an IV once. Yeah, a little bit of blood. Twenty percent of your
1: fucking blood. Yeah, that is so much blood. These Twitter comments. How on much here? blood is in the body? How like is a like at, in gallons? One hundred percent.
0: If we're doing percentages, <laughs> no, no, no.
1: One hundred percent. Did I
0: say it was as, per, as a percentage? No, but no. we were talking percentages here. I was, I was just like, being a smart say ass. Did I say something that stupid? I'm just being a smart ass.
1: Um, How much blood is in your body? Let's search like how many gallons. Quartz. On, oh, fuck. I don't know. How many ounces?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just search how much. Mag- I got to f- fucking pee again, too. Maddie. what were you going to say about the uh, Twitter comments? Oh, dude. Spe- oh, it's approximately 1.2 to 1.5 gallons of blood in your body. So he lost half a gallon? Dude, all the Twitter comments is like... Uh- they were like, uh, you should, this guy deserves a cookie. Where's his juice and cookie? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a couple over there. I had low blood sugar, so I would eat a little cookie. You going on a cookie, a cookie binge? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's jump into the but, interview, huh? Well, anyways, yeah. I mean, I want to ask our viewers a couple things. Um, we're getting into this interview with Jake Shields here in a second. Let's hear what he has to say. But, you know, here's a question that I, I thought about a lot because as as a professional fighter, sometimes part of the game is talking shit and selling fights. That's what sells tickets. I don't do it a ton, but there are guys that do. Now, if this Mike Jackson guy was using this to be a, like a heel, you know, to try to stir up some drama, sell some tickets, get his name out there, um, should there be repercussions for that? For me, there is. Like, if, if we're fighting even if we're set to fight and you say some stuff like that to me and I see you like, I'll fuck you up outside of the cage too. I'd rather get paid for it, but there's a certain point where words matter. What you say, like, that's almost like a sore loser. You're going to get cracked for it. What he's doing. The uh, other guy. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't understand it. Like we talk about, I think uh, looking through his page and everything, it's not an act, but if it is, what's your opinion? do you think that there should still be repercussions for trash talk even outside of the cage one and two, this guy, Mike Jackson now is talking about pressing charges on shields and saying, you know, well, you did this, but really he did it. I mean, he came out of nowhere. You talk shit to the wrong person and they're going to find you or they're going to run into you. You think he knew it was there? So th- that's like, the thing. Test it. I don't know. That's the thing with, like Jake said, like eventually I'm going to see you. We're in the same industry, so I want to ask our viewers before we throw this interview in here. Do you think a professional fighter should press charges on another professional fighter for an altercation that happens outside of the cage? I I have a hard time believing that. I, I don't think. Depends. Is it a fair fight? Were jumped? Do they use weapons?
1: Okay. Were, were, were you with your family? Where was it at church,
0: a baseball game? Does it matter if it's at church or baseball Kind of. Does it? It's even more offensive if it's, if it's at church. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe what he said was super offensive. <sighs> I don't know. Anyways,
1: let's get into the interview. Yeah, just because you're a fighter doesn't mean I can see you at the mall and just tee off on you while you're
0: fucking having a pretzel. <laughs>
1: Depends
0: <laughs> on what you say. <laughs> Depends on how much I dislike you. I might shove that pretzel in your mouth. <laughs> I think I think if it you're a little aggressive today, you're all right. I am. What's wrong with He's you? He's amped up, dude. He just it's had Christmas. Talk. why are you so
1: aggressive? It's Christmas. You told me to F my put my P in my F earlier.
0: <laughs> you told me to fuck off. Anyways, fuck. make sure you like and subscribe. Let us know what you think about the interview. If you got questions for Jake, I can shoot them over to him or we can get him for a follow-up. I'll get straight into it, man, because I think that this is what people are really interested in. Um, So you never officially retired, and you said if the opponent made sense, and I think this weekend we found the opponent that makes perfect (laughs) sense for you, and that's uh, Mike Jackson. For those of you that haven't seen, um, it's obviously going to be on this podcast, but you and Mike Jackson got into a little scuffle at the Performance Institute, and before we kind of get into what happened, I was kind of curious how the whole thing even started because I know I remember seeing you guys go back and forth on Twitter a little bit, but what really
2: started it? Yeah, like I had never heard of Mike Jackson because he's a complete nobody of a fighter. He sucks. He got in the UFC. By yeah, now. hey, can you
1: guys explain him. to people who is this guy? Like you guys yeah, know who he is, but a bunch of listeners won't. Who the fuck is Mike Jackson? No, I had to look him up when Jake told me
2: what happened. Yeah, no, yeah, we, we didn't know who he was. Somehow they signed him in the UFC. I don't know how he got signed. Like who he knew. Somehow they brought him to the UFC. I think he's like oh or two and two or one and three. He's a terrible fighter. He's one and, and two. He just runs his mouth. I never heard on him. I, I post something on Twitter and I see this dude comment and call me a Nazi. And I don't even know what I was talking about. It had nothing to do with race or anything. And I'm like, Nazi? Who is this guy? Normally I just would block him, but I looked at him. And thought he's another pro fighter, and I'm like, I'm extremely respected in the fight industry. You know that all fighters. All the fighters uh, like me are most of them like me. No one's ever called me racist. Not not anyone's ever met me. And this some, some, someone in my industry sitting there trying to say I'm some kind of racist Nazi. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? So I told him, I'm like, hey, you realize we're in the same industry, and I'm going to see you somewhere. And when I see you, it's on site. And then he's like laughing, like, oh, you're white fragility. You won't do nothing. Let, let me add, too. This guy is three-fourths white. Uh, he grew up in a really rich neighborhood, went to a private school, played lacrosse. So he's like he's some like soft tiny bit of black in him. Trying to act all hood, and I'm like, you're gonna get like you're gonna get hurt talking like this.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we joked when I saw you. I feel like calling someone that it's a hate crime. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which you should address. Number two, why do you think he's been calling you that? Because I went back and looked at some of your old social media. I mean, you have like a picture with Cal Rittenhouse and and you know those kind of <laughs> things. But like, is that is that why he's coming at you? Like, why do you think? Have you? Have I you?
2: Posted, I, I just met Kyle this weekend. I posted that because they're calling me a Nazi, which I don't think Kyle's a Nazi at all.
1: I don't so either. Like I'm just asking, but like, why would he? Why would he come at you so hard?
2: I, it's what? That was a good question. I'm like, who is a crazy person? But I looked at his timeline, and he literally just calls. He has like he has three or four things he says. He goes around calling everyone a Nazi, a white supremacist. Uh, what's his other words? He has like three other things. Uh, he says white people white are no yeah. show
1: and,
2: and white fragility, and white tears. This, this, You should go look at his timeline. It's like really unbelievable. It's just him going on and on about hating white people. It's like, bro, would you hate three-fourths of yourself? Like, what? Like, why are you such a racist psychopath? That, and he's sitting there saying he's going to sue me. He's like, bro, you ain't going to win no suit. Just by looking at, everyone's just laughing and mocking him. You can't call him a Nazi. You can't go call people a Nazi. Plus, I very made sure I didn't punch him. I, took, I slapped him, took him down, and just slapped him in his face a few times. Like, you ain't got no suit. You you needed to get slapped. You got slapped. And now you're crying, whining. And you thought, you think he would shut up, but instead he's doubling down. And yeah. No I, one's taking a side. Like, nobody. There's not, like...
0: Not one person.
2: Out of the, the fighters that commented, 100% took my side, including all the black fighters. There's not a single person taking his side.
0: Yeah. See, look, I, you know, I know you. I know you're, you're not racist. I mean, when we walked into Couture's the other day, you were doing a private with uh, Terrence McKinney. Yeah. And, like, you help out everybody, man. Like, you've been friends with the Diaz's forever. I don't think race is a thing for you at all. Um, but you know what's what's funny to me is guys like him, that he's so, like, anti-racism and this and that, it's almost yeah. he's perpetuating more hate by the way that he is acting, you know, calling everybody a Nazi. If you disagree with them, you're a Nazi. Um, he's playing the race card so much that really he's contradicting himself because – He's making everything about race, even when people aren't.
2: Yeah, no, he, people like him are the people that keep racism alive. You know, racism has gone down so much in America. I'm not going to say it doesn't exist because of course it exists, but it's so much more of a smaller factor than it was historically. If you're out in the real world, like we are, you don't encounter racism that much. We're at the gyms. I'm going out. I can go to all black neighborhoods, all Mexican neighborhoods and get treated great. I treat everyone great. You see people like him, they are the ones perpetrating the racism. And they're the guys that go to these like high, these Ivy League schools and they just preach, they're not in the real world and they're saying everyone's racist against them. The weird part is he's such a you know one quarter black. Like no, no one would even know he was black if he didn't tell you. Like he called my my good friend uh Dewey Cooper basically a race traitor for not helping him because he was black, which that. is deeply offensive to think some guy should help him because he has some black in him versus his actually friend. Like, what an absolute, that's so disgusting to think that way. And Dewey goes, I do not know he was black. I thought he was Middle Eastern.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> the
2: like, thing. So, so I go, what, Dewey, would you help him if you known he was black?
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw him. It's
2: such a joke that, like, we're, we're actually friends. And he thought Dewey would jump on his side over his friend. It's just such insanity. You think
1: like, he's that, doing all crazy? this, bro, you think he's doing all this just for attention, obviously? Is he doing it to try to get more fights? Is he doing
0: it? Because he sounds like a crazy person. I was going to ask that too. Because when I was watching this stuff, I'm like, man, is this his angle? Like, this is the most exposure his career has ever gotten is having a beef with you. It's kind yeah. of like that uh, Eminem saying, which track do you say that I had to. I, I made you it. a career just so I could ruin it. Yeah, I had to give break. you a career just so I could break it or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe, yeah, is he playing the heel, do you think? Or do you think he really believes this stuff?
2: I. I think he truly genuinely believes it, which is sick. Because I, I know, uh, I haven't had a chance to talk to him yet. But Pat dm did me something about. It. He wrote some article that ruined his career, got him fired. Calling because he's also calling Pat militich a Nazi and all this stuff. So I think he genuinely like believes it. When you know, he there's got these crazy college professors, I think he got he uh, one of those.
0: Hold on, did crazy he, colleges. He got Pat Milatich fired, or he got himself that- fired.
2: He got Pat Miller's fired, I guess. I don't know the whole oh, story, right. but that's what Pat said. And it's wow. like, you know. Pat's a UFC I, legend, too. We know too. Pat's not, not no white supremacy either. He's trained everyone. I don't know Pat that well, but I highly doubt he's some racist Nazi. There's yeah. just not really there's not really any racism in fighting. I mean, you've been around fighting. Have you ever run into races in the gym? Not really.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were having a good really- conversation. Uh, yeah, you were standing there with us. How? Yeah. like Man, in sports... There isn't really racism because like, no. we're, we're on the locker rooms together. We're on the mats together. We we beat the shit out of each other. Or even if you're playing football, baseball, whatever, like your team, there's no way that you're on an all-white team. So yeah. I talk to Sharon about it all the time, even
1: like with football players. Like you just grow up playing with people. Yeah, we all, yeah. Get,
2: we all get along like brothers. And, and we're so close, we might talk shit to each other. We might say things that with the, some people would be like, oh, my God, they just said that to each other. But it's because we're so close training together and we love each other. Like, you know, I like these guys like my brothers, you know. How might how's like someone Mexican? I'm bleeding with them. He's like my brother. This guy's black. This guy's Jewish. I could really care yeah. less. You really don't really think about what race they are until other people start talking about it. Right. I never like thought like, oh, I trained with all Mexicans. So other people started being like, Oh, he's with all Mexicans. And then I'm training with like all now I'm training all like all Middle Easterners. I don't like think of that in my head, it's just the people I'm training with.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I I told you that night, I don't think that this guy even knows what a Nazi is. I mean the the term Nazi just means so it's, much more it, that's more than like white supremacists. that's more than yeah. racist
2: a, a real nazi would want to like what kill jews homosexuals uh who else did they kill Genocide. Disabled people jehovah witnesses do so you think i'm like some kind of mass murderer sort of throw a word around like that i know the words became meaningless now people laugh at it but it's still say that word and call what it Nazi, it's like, it's, you deserve to get punched in the face. He deserved a lot worse than I got him. Like, if it wasn't for the uh, the legal questions, I would have put him in the hospital. If it was the old days, I would take the guy and put him in the hospital. And luckily for me, you know, I don't want to go to jail, but he's going to run into someone that doesn't care. Someone's going to shoot him. He ain't never been around any hood people. He's talking crap. He's going to run into some real Aryan brotherhood. I've been around those people. They will kill a guy like that.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think, man... Going back, because I actually wanted to say this too. His comments on Dewey Cooper, those pissed me off too. Because I I've met Dewey a bunch of times. Who's Dewey Cooper, MMA junkie? Uh, no, Dewey Cooper is a striking coach. Oh, um, black dude that is friends with Jake. He helps coach with you and stuff. He, he works out of Couture's. Um, so I've I've come across Dewey quite a bit over the years. I can't say that I'm like friends or really well know him, but. He said in an interview that he was mostly mad at Dewey Cooper over the situation because he was there and as a fellow black man didn't help him, kind of like you said. And to me, that, that it's racism. that's racism. Like you said, yeah. he should help you because you're black over his o- friend. And his own friend. And he was just, Dewey was just trying to break it up. He wasn't like helping you. He says no. he got beat up by like a gang of people. And really, everybody else was trying to break it up.
2: Yeah, I'm the only person hit him. Dewey at first was actually trying to stop me because he didn't know what was going on. Once he called him, once I was called a Nazi, that's when De- Dewey stepped aside because Dewey's going, relax, Jake, relax. And the guy called me a Nazi and Dewey's like, huh? He stepped back because he didn't know what was going on between us. And I think, you know, one of the guys might have pushed him, not a white guy. I was literally the only white guy, not that it matters, but I was literally the only white guy with my group. I think when a different, not going to say who, but a different guy of a different race might have like pushed him when he called me a Nazi. So I'm a Nazi, but like all these minorities are, are backing me up and, and listen to him. It's kind of a, and he's there with the white guy with no one backing him up. It's kind of a funny, like, how does his mind not rationalize this? that I'm this terrible racist person, but yet all these people from other races are on my side. It just doesn't, it's pure like insanity and madness. It's such a delusion that I started thinking like, is he trolling? But I don't think he is. I think he's just really mentally ill. And for a while I wanted to go and hurt him, but I'm older now, you know, I'm a bigger, I've I've, I've decided just to let it go. But he's going to run into someone that is going to hurt him. So he's realized that he deserves to get hurt. I hope someone hurts him, but I've decided it's not going to be me.
0: So okay, I was going to ask that. Um,
2: if I left just in a pro fight, I will put the guy in the hospital, or if he comes in and signs a waiver, he says he won't uh, bite me MMA. He said he'll box me. I agreed to box him. I'll knock him out boxing too.
0: I mean, he has yeah. He would have zero chance MMA on the ground with you. It would be <laughs> no. I feel like I you would make.
2: I, I threw him like a child. Oh, he said I tagged him from the back. Absolute lie. I can't face. Wait, him, so face can you tell
1: us tell the us the story? What happened? So he's talking shit. you you call him out. You're like, hey, if I see you, which. I think this whole conversation is so 2022 right victimhood uh talking shit online there's no consequences in life anymore this kid's delusional uh then he he meets responsibility he meets he meets uh you know there there are consequences and so what happens so you walk in the gym you see him what what happened
2: yeah, I told him, I'm like, I told you it's on site when I see you. And he said, and he, well, he's like, you won't do, do anything because your white agility was his original thing. He's like, you can't take me because I'm black because he's tougher because he's black. I'm like, let's get it. And then he starts walking back being like, I don't know, making excuses and stuff. And I walk in the cage. I'm like, come on, let's go. Let's go right so now. He, he
1: was cage. training already in the cage and you walk in and you're kind of, you're kind of talking to him.
2: Yeah. And then he's just sitting there I'm, and then he goes, how about instead of fighting now, you fly out and fight me in Houston. We'll box. And I go, that doesn't make any sense. We're both here right now. It's fight me in the cage, because obviously he wouldn't have really fought me in Houston.
1: Yeah, what's he in goes, Houston? His gym? Yeah, or something. Is that That's where he's his from? trainer?
2: I, I talked to his own trainer, and his own trainer said he wouldn't fight me. And his own trainer said he's embarrassed by him, and that he apologizes. So no one has his side.
0: His own trainer <laughs> was there and didn't try to stop it. That's yeah, yeah, also like was, one of yeah, it,
2: catching to, a guy. It's
1: like I catching a guy Heather in the streets trainer. and then being like, "Wait, let's go to my yard and fight." Yeah. <laughs> let's go to my house.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, when I saw his interview. Apparently, he doesn't know what on-site means because he was like, you know, he's, he said on-site, which I can kind of respect, but he's like, we're at the PI. Why, why wouldn't it be on-site, outside, or in a neighborhood or something? Yeah, like,
2: I, I didn't say if I see you on-site at the correct spot. Yeah, right, right, right. I'm fighting you.
0: That means when I see you, I'm getting you. Where like, X marks yeah. the spot? Yeah. Uh, so, so
1: okay, so you start talking shit, and then you charge in the cage where he was.
2: No, I, w- I went in the cage because I wanted to fight him in the cage, so it was like fair. So we'd just both go in and just fight in the cage. We're both pro fighters. We both fight the same weight class. So it made sense for us both to get in the cage and fight each other. How does that not make, that make sense? We're two pros. We're, we've both been talking crap. So we're going to fight each other. We're both going to get in the cage and fight like two men. I love He that. Kept, kept saying no, no, no. And then he goes, you're just a Nazi scum, bitch. As he was trying to walk off. So then I ran out of the cage and, I, and he faced off. And that's when I threw him on the ground and started slapping him got pulled
1: off slapping him
0: and what was yeah, he I didn't
2: punch. he's not worthy he's not even worthy of my punch that's why i was bitch slapping him he's such a bitch i slap him you know you slap bitches you punch you punch <laughs> other other men
0: and i think the fact that oh, um, that's one of the best things i've ever heard in my life and that video this is true like like chris said because we talk about this all the time how like words have consequences and now day and age all these like kids and everything online will talk shit, and then they're the first ones to like call the police or anything. Like they don't understand that there's consequences. As a man, like if you're gonna say something, I don't care if it's over a computer, then it means something to me. Like I'm gonna find you, especially mm-hmm. something that serious that could that could potentially
1: follow you around for life, yeah. or if the wrong people get a hold of it and you get labeled as a Nazi. Which again, mm-hmm. we know you both you're not. You're an awesome guy that has that. You have to address that.
2: You yeah, have to. Well, look, my main business partners are Jewish. Luckily, they're not like in, in idiots. They know I'm not racist, but let, let's say they were and they go see online that I'm a white nationalist Nazi. And all of a sudden they freak out. I'm doing business with a Nazi. That could cost me millions of dollars. Yeah, so there there could be real consequences to this type of stuff.
1: You not know? have consequences for your family. A hate crime mm-hmm. could happen. Uh, yeah, I mean that's serious stuff, dude. So you you threw him down. and You slap him around. Wasn't he wasn't he yelling to stop? Wasn't he crying? Oh, to stop? He was that part was a amazing. Yeah, you. you're
2: please, someone get me off me. Someone get me off me. <laughs> and he goes goes really. Is no one really going to help me? He's looking around. Really, you guys, you guys like you're a pro fighter. We fight the same way class, and you're begging for mercy. That, that, that's why. White, that's his white fragility or three fourths white fragility, one quarter black fragility that he wants to say.
0: That's one thing, yeah. I, man, you know what bothers me a lot? Actually, I can get your opinion on this. When I see like MMA interviews and stuff now, of, like professional fighters in the UFC, and they talk about like so and so's a bully and this and that. Like, I understand like bullying in the world for kids and everything, but when you're a professional fighter, nobody's bullying you. They might talk yeah. shit to you, they might do other things, but as a professional fighter, You're not allowed to say that word or yeah. And you're in the UFC. If you show up, he has nothing else to say other than he should have defended himself. He should have tried his best. I don't think it would have worked out well for him, but like you're a professional fighter. Like we all are kind of like, we can be civil, but we're also kind of like caged dogs. You know, if somebody steps in there, you're going to fight, but him, you know, he's, he's one and two. I can't say that he is exactly much of a fighter, not to just totally shit on him. I don't know him, I don't really want to know him after totally on. reading all this stuff but the fact that you held him down slapping him and he cried for help yeah is more more demoralizing than like you punching him it's indi- yeah. it's indicative of who he is too i mean yeah
2: yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. Like everything about it is just humiliating you talk you talk crap online you call a nazi you call me the white fragile one and then you literally start crying on the ground as you're getting slapped in the face, begging for help. Like what kind of like pathetic person is that? He's just one of the most pathetic person, by far the most pathetic person I've ever seen in fighting. And one of the most pathetic people I've seen, period.
0: It was pretty embarrassing to see, you know, like I would, I would be mortified of that video if I was online. the <laughs> yeah, you B- Help Help, me. Fuck.
2: help it, me. Help me, somebody.
0: <laughs> and it was one-on-one. It wasn't like, you know, he says that he was jumped by a group of thugs. Like everybody else was... Kind of just trying to break it up or standing around watching. I think a lot of people wanted to watch it. Um fact,
2: yeah, I think the fact that no one was broken it up kind of tells you how unlikable he was. The fact that everyone's sitting back being like, almost always everyone would break it up, but everyone's like, This guy deserves that this not all the minorities were letting a Nazi beat a black guy. Kind of a funny story, right? Doesn't really <laughs> add up.
1: <laughs> you know what's crazy too is when we went to the gym and trained and we started talking to Jake, you were so chill, I wouldn't have ever guessed. Out of, out of nowhere, too, he goes, Yeah, tonight I got in a fight at the PI Center. I'm like,
0: What? Yeah, because I saw you at the jiu-jitsu event, and then I saw you at the gym, and you had that scratch on your face.
2: Um, yeah, because he was like, He, t- he t- tried scratching, yeah. tried to poke my eyes out, but he got like the side of my face.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, if he would have got my eyes, then I wouldn't have put him in the hospital. And that will. He's realized things like things have consequences. I could hurt him, I could kill him. If it was prison, I'd rape him if I wanted to realize that.
1: <laughs> I so what do you think you do you think you could set up a fight with uh you think you could use this to get a fight in the u f c and just build this as I a big car
2: I don't think he'd fight me he would just, he knows he would just get slaughtered. he would, someone was someone with some kind of confused of like I don't fight white fragile people or something he'll say, <laughs> yeah, wow,
0: I think uh man, I think you know Dana is a promoter, man, he loves the sales. This is the only way he's going to make money on Mike Jackson because I don't see him making any money on anybody else. So I think, like Dana, if you're ever listening to this, bring Jake back, put that in, and I think that uh, you just agree the loser will leave MMA forever. Then we won't have to see him anymore. What if you guys do?
1: What if you just yes. keep using the virality of this of this and create your own YouTube pay
0: per view? And we fight. Yeah, let's yeah, just I'll set fight up. Him. Let's just set I say up. We, I think we get a
2: cage with no ref, no gloves, and just death fight.
0: I got. Um, I've got a cage here in Colorado that you guys could use, and we'll get a neutral ref, and we'll film it.
2: I, I say we don't do a ref. We just get in the cage, just the two of us. See what <laughs> one man, two men enter, one man leaves. I like I it. That, like man.
0: no, no time limit. Just do it. Yeah, like I don't, the I don't need a ref for that. Guys, want to hurt them, yeah.
2: Hey, so he'll I'm, tap so quick. He'll be like, I already already got a verbal submission. <laughs> I think people put it on his Wikipedia. They updated the Wikipedia page. It's a loss. Verbal submission.
0: I mean, that is a verbal submission. In a, if that was a real fight, the ref would stop it. Oh, that. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, does that interest you? Like, I know you said that you're over it. You're just going to, like, move on. But oh,
2: yeah. I'll, I'll if, fight him. If if that that was, I would love to hurt him. The one reason I'm not going to, I know he'll go right to calling the cops. He's already called the cops once. So that's the only reason I'm not going to hurt him. I would love to hurt that guy. So he called right. the cops so, that night? I, I believe so. I think the cops are kind of just like, it's not really a very serious case and didn't want to go arrest me.
0: Yeah, I would believe that. And the Las
1: Vegas yeah. PD probably gotta has to be a, a fight every on. day at the PI. Like, there's got to be at least a shoving match every day yeah. in the
2: locker room there. Every now and again, yeah. I don't think there's like a ton, but every now and again, there's a fight there.
0: When I played football, there was a fight every day in the locker room. Yeah. Every yeah. single day. There's been some yeah, there's been some instances and I think that they're used to it. And I guarantee there's something in the waivers. I think that um another thing that kind of helps you if he really does want to pursue this legally is he's on he's on camera saying that he tried to gouge your eyes out and other stuff like that,
2: which is
1: Is he trying to he, we talked to the gym, is he trying to really press charges and like
2: move forward with he, he's publicly claiming he is, but I just think he has such a weak case. He calls me a Nazi over and over on film. He says he tries to gouge my eyes. Could you imagine? I don't know if it's a jury or a judge. Could you imagine like watching the interview, people sitting there being like, "Wait, this guy's suing." He's just so unlikable. I mean, you can go look at the, like the comments on Twitter, and he'll have about you know maybe three percent of people on his side. But those are just the worst Antifa people that whatever that already just hate white people. Yeah, those are the only people that are on his side with this guy.
1: Yeah, his interview on MMA Junkie is almost indiscernible. Like, uh, you cannot hardly understand what he's saying.
0: Yeah, it's it's horrible. I mean, he's wearing a hat that says fuck racism, but half the shit he says is actually racist. But he said, and this pisses me off, too. He said only white people can be racist, which is absolutely not the dumbest
2: thing ever said. Yeah. Yeah. yeah does he know that like, like currently there's been multiple places around the world where there been genocides from non white people killing non white people does is he not aware that
1: Rwanda was like ten years ago they th- that was a genocide I've been to India in the last ten years they still have slavery there yep. um it's it's happening all over the world
2: yeah it's it's just a disgusting ideology it's coming out of some of these elite colleges and that's where he went you know where they just teach these only white people can be uh can be racist, slavery doesn't matter if it's in other countries. If it's if it's black people owning other black slaves, that's okay. Only whites white matter. If it's groups of black people killing each other, that's fine. It's just it's a disgusting ideology that only one race can be bad, you know. I've studied a lot of human history and it's brutal on all sides. Humans are, are just brutal. So sit there and try to single out one race is absolutely
1: I mean, look at that's North scary. Korea still. Um mm-hmm. there's you know, some of the most racist parts of the world are Eastern or Asia, China. Um, they still have caste systems there. They still enslave people in China. Um, yeah, and ideologies are scary, bro. If you study any of Jordan Peterson stuff, ideologies are what eventually take hold of something and kill. You could argue ideologies have killed more people than anything in the world.
2: Oh, definitely the communism, and that was kind of scary. You see a little bit of that creeping into America, like Mike Jackson. Like his his ideology is real. His people are out there, and he would, you know, he would definitely round me up and kill me if he had a chance. He would kill the three of us for sure. He, mm. If he was in charge of these camps, these communist camps, they round up people that are dissenters and they kill them. But, mm. I think Russia was 50 million, China they rounded up and killed a hundred million. Yeah, so it's like you, you could see their eyes were so deranged. I've been in fights with Tifa, which is probably why he called me a Nazi, and I could see the derangement in their eye. They were to kill people. They had people on the ground. They were beating him up for no reason, calling them a Nazi. I had to run over. I'd never heard of Antifa or followed politics, and I seen this and I was just in disbelief. I well, you,
1: so you saw You were somewhere and saw this in real life.
2: Yeah, I had to fight a bunch of – I didn't know what people was. I fought a bunch of them. Luckily, they're the weakest people ever because they were calling people Nazis, beating them up. They're all bloody on the ground. I fought, this is when I first started following politics. You know, I yeah. fought them off, and then I ran over to get cops to help me, and the cops were like, oh, we have orders not to go in there. I'm like, wait, people are getting beat up in there.
1: Ironically, the way this guy is speaking is like a nationalist <laughs> and is ironically the ideology that got – nazis to kill jews like i don't know if he understands that What had the way
0: he's acting yeah is exactly the way a nazi Nazi would act right that's what i'm saying he contradicts himself on so much so many things
2: he's 100 a black a black um nationalist he has black power on his chest which generally black pride means you're proud of your race black power means you think black people are better than any other race the fact that he thought Dewey should have punched me, even though Dewey doesn't know him and knows me, mm. it shows he thinks black people are better than any other race and that white people are... He literally says white people are cockroaches or snow cockroaches. Yeah. The, I, the fact I, that he's mostly white is the weird part, but he like clearly hates white people and thinks black people are, are the superior race. He's an actual racist.
0: Yeah. it's It blows my mind, man. Because like I said, I didn't know who he was. Remember at the gym, I was like, Mike Jackson. I had to Google him. <laughs> I looked. And then, you know, before before doing this with you, I, I started looking into him um, to see a little bit more about him. And I wanted to be super neutral on this, but <laughs> I couldn't find a way to be kind of like in the middle on this and just kind of get your side because reading through his stuff, I was even telling our producer here, I was going through his Twitter and everything. And I was like, oh my God, like this, it's hateful.
2: Yeah. It's hard believe it's, it's hard to believe it's real. Like you said, is it a troll? But I think it's real. I think he's just a hateful, nasty person. And, you know, I kind of feel a little bad now. I made the bitch famous. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This, I, so
0: I said this is the most hype he's going to get. Um, have you – so since the altercation here, um, have you had conversations with the PI or Dana White or anybody just to clear things up? And
2: I, I have not. I'm going to wait a couple of weeks and talk to him. you know. I know I shouldn't have fought there, but I, I have a feeling. I just, it's hard to see them keeping me permanently kicked out over beating up that scumbag. I think – I really think the UFC should cut him. I think it's an embarrassment. Imagine if they had a white guy with a huge white power tattoo going around calling black people cockroaches, and uh, and, and and you know, and, and, if a, and he called a black guy an N word at the PI, so the black guy threw him on the ground, yeah. and slapped him a few times. Everyone would be applauding that. Which I mean, everyone's applauding me too. But how happy would it be if some black guy threw some guy that called him N word in the ground, and slapped him in the face? We'd we'd all be applauding it. Which I mean, everyone's applauding me, so it's fair. But, but the PI wouldn't kick him out. The mainstream media would have picked it up and praised him. No mainstream – the story went completely viral, but no mainstream news called me to be like, good job beating that scumbag up because a, a lot of the journalists, unfortunately, side with these psychopaths.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, no, I get what you're saying there too. And it was crazy because when I did look into it more, you know, usually when there is an altercation or some kind of thing that happens, it can be kind of split. And I saw, like you said, almost everybody on the UFC roster of any color – we're shitting on him. They're like, You're a bitch, whatever. Because because at the end of the day, you are like highly respected in this sport. You've coached a ton of people. You fought for world titles. You've been around for a really long time and everybody you know just about everybody big in this sport and everybody has nothing but good things to say about you. So the fact that And came to your defense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I've been in the sports so many years and I've had some fights with people, but I've had fights with them. It's always been when I was scheduled to fight him or my teammates were scheduled to fight him. So it's different. It's like we're going to war. It's not personal. As I think fighters, we get that. If you get in a physical altercation with someone when you're scheduled to fight them, it's not the same if you're like talking crap randomly. So if I'm scheduled to fight someone and he's sitting there talking shit on me online, I don't take that personal. That's just the sport. But if I've never heard of the guy and he's talking shit on me, that's a different story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Jake, when I – uh I know you got to get out of here in a minute. When I asked online if anybody had questions for you, one that made me laugh was – uh Somebody asked if you if you guys would be willing to fight in BKFC like bare knuckles. So I figured I'd ask because that would be hilarious. I'll fight him anywhere. <laughs> we know that already. Um, so yeah, what's next for you? Do you got anybody coming up fighting, like that you're coaching?
2: Uh no. so yeah. Javid Basharat fighting in the UFC, I think January fourteenth. Uh Patchy Mix just won. He's in the finals for the million dollar tournament at thirty fives. He just choked unconscious that there's like a, those Russians named Maga Maga Magametoff or whatever. Yeah. Put, put him to sleep. That guy's has a win over um, Peter Yan and he put him to sleep. So, uh, I, yeah, I have a, I think in um, after that, I have some guys. Those 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 ones are coming up soon.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's there's nobody really better in the world to train with on the ground for MMA than you. You've been one of the most dominant grapplers for sure out there. So it was no surprise that you chucked him on the ground and <laughs> held him there while screaming. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man, I appreciate your time. We don't want to keep you too long, but um, we'll give you the last minute if you want to say anything because I wanted to make sure that this interview comes across and shows that you are, one, absolutely not a Nazi, two, very respected, nice guy in this sport, and I just wanted to give you the chance to you know, say whatever you feel or think.
2: Yeah, I know. I think for the most part, 95% at least, of the coverage has been on my side. You know, maybe a few journalists, because a lot of the journalists don't like me because I've made fun of them. But all the people who <laughs> look at the comments, people know I'm not Nazi. They know my. Well, I didn't know some of really. people like, I hated Mike Jackson. They hate him. They realize he's a punk. They realize he needed to get slapped around. So I think overall I haven't really gotten any bad coverage at all over this other than a few weirdo scumbags. So I'm not too worried about it. But it is great seeing that, you know, they didn't try spinning it off and take his side.
0: Yeah. And I would yeah, his career uh I was going to say his career could be ruined for pressing charges or calling the police, but I don't think that he has much of a career yet. Yeah. Cuz that's one thing is like if you ever talk shit, I think we all know this in this room is you can't snitch when something happens mm-hmm. to you and if you talk shit, something will
2: probably happen to you if you do it long enough. Yeah, he just doesn't follow the fighter code, you know? He doesn't yeah. he's a sport he doesn't belong in. Yeah.
0: Well Jake, we'll let you get out of here. We took hey, a thanks. We'll
2: Yeah, time, thanks, guys. bro.
0: Good to see you again. again.